What's going on with you guys, man? It's your man Dre, aka Dre on Wheels, the host of the 11:30 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Stick with me. The show is coming up. What it do, everybody? This your man Dre, aka Dre on Wheels. This is episode 22 of the 11:30 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. What's going on with everybody out there? Appreciate you guys joining me here for a new episode. Get it? It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday, but thank God it's Talk Pro Wrestling time. Everybody talks on pro wrestling. <laughs> so, uh, just getting up, man, in the morning. You're on your way to work or getting off of work, man. Good morning, good night, good afternoon. To all my listeners all over the world, appreciate you joining me from all over the States, Canada, Germany, the UK, you name it. Appreciate you guys joining me here on a new episode. Get it, man? Um, this week's episode is going to be a dope one, man. I got my guy, Eddie Torres, in the building, 19-year wrestling vet. He's going to join me to talk some pro wrestling, have some fun this week. But before we get there, I want to shout out my guest who was on last week, my guy, Tyree Taylor. I appreciate you, man, for joining me um, to talk some pro wrestling, to share you know, some experience and, you know, just talking some wrestling, man. You know, this is Talk Pro Wrestling. So anytime, you're welcome, welcome anytime. But you guys, Eddie Tours will be joining me here on the podcast in just a bit, you guys. But uh, I just want to get you guys caught up in just a bit. What a crazy week it has been in pro wrestling. We got TakeOver 31 this coming Sunday. Uh, AEW took place this past weekend. Uh, man, Raw, we got the crazy and exciting clash of champions that took place um, this past Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, man, it's just been a lot going on. But you guys, man, uh, it's Friday. We got SmackDown tonight for the whole uh, fallout of Clash of Champions. You know, the Tribal Chief, man. He is on and popping, man. He's doing his thingy, man, for real. But you guys, man, uh, last week on SmackDown, I want to start off the, my little review real quick, you guys. Um, last week on SmackDown, uh, it wasn't that much to really, you know, look out for, but it was a couple of things that really caught my eye. Uh, Alexa Bliss stands out as number one. Alexa Bliss really digging what Alexa Bliss doing, um, especially when she hit the fiend, you know, and she just changed to a different person. She's doing the sister Abigail and all of it, man. I, I'm really digging it. Even, you know, the part where, you know, the big dog, the tribal chief was coming out and she just gave that look at Roman. Like, I don't know if it was a like, you know, he's sexy, he's fine, or, you know, or like I'm coming for that title, you know, or, you know, or fiend coming for it. You know, I don't know, you know, I'm not calling him sexy, but I don't know what that look was, but hey, it was, it looked evil in a way though, you know, but um, really, man, I'm really loving what they are doing with Alexa Bliss, man, really loving that. So we're going to see what happens on SmackDown this week, you guys. Um, Another thing that was cool on SmackDown this past week, uh, we seen a cool matchup between Matt Riddle and uh, King Corbin. I don't know about you guys, though, for all my listeners out there, I want to hear from you guys, man. It's the time for a new king in WWE, you know, and they could have did a king of the ring this year, and I know 2020 has been crazy. I don't know if anybody backstage want to be crowned as the 2020 king of the ring. You feel me? Like, that shit that happened at the award show where, uh, you know, the fire won't go out on the stage. Like, that's 2020, man. You know, all this crazy, it's 2020 crazy, man, for real. But uh, they can bring it back in January or something, man. But I'm really, I'm looking, really looking forward to a new king in WWE. I think uh, Baron Corbin has run his round with the king gimmick. I want to see something different with him, though. But um, another, another thing, you guys, man, that was really, you know, shocking to me. Well, it really wasn't shocking, but it was amazed because I got it all mixed up, you guys. Uh, the Uso, Uso, it was Jay Uso, you guys, who's took on Roman Reigns this past Sunday at Clash of Champions. I thought it was Jimmy Uso. Now, I understand, yes, they are twins, and you may get it mixed up. I thought it was Jimmy Uso because of the promo that Jay pulled on SmackDown last week had me thinking, like, okay, if 
you not Naomi's husband. You must be the other one, and he was the other one. So I'm thinking the whole time, this is just this is Jimmy. You feel me? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> but no, no, the whole time got it all wrong though. But I um, really love the fact that Jay came out there. You know, he was like, man, what's up with the look? Ooh, what's up with the look, man? I'm trying to get, you know, what's up, man? You feel me? So. You know, I'm really digging that, you know, and the fact that it is the other Uso, because I feel as though the Jimmy Uso has more charisma. He's been out there a little bit more. He's been on the Total Divas. You know, he, you know, he's Naomi's, you know, husband, man. So I think he's been out there a little bit more, and they gave the ball to Jay to run with, and I think this is it's going to be cool, man. And it was and it was cool. It was cool this past Sunday at a Class of Champions, you guys. What a class of champions that was, man. Um, speaking of pay-per-views, man, uh, the best pay-per-view of the year besides WrestleMania. Besides WrestleMania, of course, they had no fans. And, you know, we still don't have fans now, but we got this WWE Thunderdome, the third pay-per-view that been in the Thunderdome so far. SummerSlam, yeah, payback right after that. And now we got class of champions, man. It was off the chain, off the chain. We started it off, okay. The SmackDown Tag Team titles was on the kickoff show. Uh, Cesaro and Nakamura retained, but we started off the main show with the IC title on the line. It gave me WrestleMania 10 vibes with Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, both titles up and, you know, hanging. Like, both. Like, <laughs> even though and it was three guys, now, if it was three titles up there, that'd have been cool, even though it went a little bit extra, like all three of you guys claiming to be, you know, champ. But Sami Zayn had the right to claim it because... He left, you know, through, throughout the pandemic. You know, he didn't lose the title. You know, so he was like, I'm the rightful champ. I'm, I'm the rightful champ, man. So he did his thing for weeks and weeks. And the match was crazy, man. From Jeff Hardy, from Jeff Hardy getting his ear handcuffed to a ladder. And AJ Styles getting all tangled up in the ladder. And, and handcuffed too, man. All the crazy spots, man. I gotta say, man, that was that that was one of the matches of the night, man. And a lot of people say that was the match of the night, man. But it was just so many other. Uh, it, it was a good show, man. It was a good show. We seen uh, Zelina step up to Oscar. She took on her, but she lost. Um, the Raw Tag Team Titles were on the line. That match ended short because Angel Garza got injured. Um, we also seen Apollo Crews defeat. Uh, well, excuse me, we've seen Bobby, uh, Bobby Lashley defeat Apollo Crews, uh, retaining the U.S. Championship. And uh, also, you guys, the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Bailey was supposed to defend it against Nikki Cross, but she did not defend it against Nikki Cross. Um, Oscar came out, I guess, you know, that was supposed to have been a little match. I, I, I was like, okay, I'm through with this. Same old, same old. And I was through with the Street Profits taking on Andrade and Gaza, too. And I was hearing that they was, you know, Andrade and Gaza was supposed to win. But y'all done did it so many damn times now. So I was like, okay. But yeah, Oscar came out. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I always was already was quite a couple of minutes behind in the pay-per-view. So when I kind of like got caught up, I seen Sasha. So I'm like, okay, Sasha's here. You know, I want them to milk that because I think that's another key matchup leading into this big, big this year's big WrestleMania is another key matchup, man. So, uh, yeah, Sasha came out, beat up Bailey for a little bit, you know, with her neck brace on. But uh, I love the story. Um, other than that, uh, man, I really love the matchup. Speaking of story, I really love the matchup between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, man, how... You know, Big Show, you know, was holding on to his foot. And I was like, the hell Big Show going here? Then it's Christian. Then I was like, okay, okay, I see what's going on. And then, you know, we get Shawn Michaels. He's, you know, sweet chin music him off the top of the ambulance. And, you know, then, then Ric Flair, he's the driver because he wasn't in the ambulance. <laughs> he probably was, but they didn't even show him. But I'm pretty sure when they cut camera, he got in that damn ambulance and smiling like fuck. But, I mean, that, that was storytelling, like. But man, I really, really enjoyed that. And of course, man, the main event, the travel chief taking on his cousin, Jay Uso, man, which was dope, man. Man, say his name, say the travel chief for his brother Jimmy to come out with the towel, man. And just like, you feel me? And then for, for, for Jay, like, don't throw the towel in, oof. Don't throw the towel in, oof, man. I'm going, you know, that, all of that, man. All of that was beautiful, man. Was beautiful. And Roman ain't got the chest protector on no more and 
all of this, man, from, you know, him being the tribal chief and got the, you know, the joint around his neck, the Samoan, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I love it, man. But uh, we're going to move on. Uh, Monday Night Raw this past week, man. Um, was a cool Raw. was a cool Raw. Uh, we seen Drew McIntyre celebrate with some of the legends uh, to open up Monday Night Raw. Of course, Randy Orton ain't having it. Uh, most likely, we're probably going to see Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess, you know. I'm kind of over it. Like, that's something else, though. But uh, looking like that's what's going to happen. Um, we've seen the return of Robert Rude this past Monday. Uh, Drew McIntyre laid out an open challenge for his WWE Championship. Um, he felt like defended it. So uh, we've seen the returning of Robert Rude, which was pretty exciting. You know, I haven't seen Robert Rude in a while. Another thing was pretty shocking also, and it was exciting too, that I'm glad we didn't see, was Raw Underground. So I'm glad they, you know, passed that by. That whole retribution thing, you guys, man, I don't know. They should let that, just let it go. Like, we don't know that's Dominic Dijakovic. Like, we don't know that's Mia Yim. Like, we don't know who these guys are. Like, come on, man. Like, it's crazy, man. It, it really, it really is. Uh, KO, Alice the Black, they did their thing in another cool matchup uh, on Monday Night Raw. Keith Lee, Andrade. I want to see more of that. I really do. I want to see more of that. Show me more because I've been, you know, clinging for Keith Lee to face somebody more, you know, other than Randy Orton and other than his matches in an ABQ. So, yeah, more, more Keith Lee and Andrade. But also, you guys, the WWE draft is also coming up. So uh, leave a comment, man. Tell me who you guys want to see on which show and who you want to see go where. Um, also, you guys, man, NXT this past week, man, was uh, pretty, pretty dope. It was pretty cool, man. Um, just the fall, well, just the uh, go-home show to uh, NXT TakeOver 31 is taking place this Sunday live on the WWE Network, headlined by Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. And I think, man, that's going to be the matchup that's just going to steal it, man. That's going to be the matchup that's going to steal it. Like, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, he's back. This is opportunity. He's going to get it. So that's going to be really cool. Another match that's going to steal the show, Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. That's going to be beautiful. Um, Candice LeRae taking on Io Shirai for the woman, woman's title. Man, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. NXT UK is back, you guys. Can't wait for MLW to come back. It's the fall now, so can't wait for Major League Wrestling to return. And can't wait for Ring of Honor to get the flowing back so I can, uh, you know, mix it up, man. Get some more of these uh, pro wrestling to talk about, man. You know, just besides the, uh, the main ones. But also, you guys, man, AEW, man, did a hell of a show this past week. Hell of a show, man, for real. I can't wait for the uh, next week's the dog collar matchup between Cody and Brody Lee. That's going to be really good. But uh, this past week, man, was really dope, man. Darby Allen, he defeated my man Ricky Stocks, baby. <laughs> he defeated him. Uh, it was a cool matchup. We also seen Cody, man, came out there, pulled a passionate promo, talked about, you know, uh, is he going to accept the match? He said no, but came back, and it did. And whole brawl went out, man. Whole brawl went out for five minutes. Out came uh, – out came Brandy. She, you know, she, you know, just came out there and did more. Jumped off the top rope. Then the woman fighting now. You feel me? You know, Nala Rose was ringside the whole show until up there. She was a fan. And then the woman started wrestling. And she was like, uh, you know what? I break bitches. So let me just, let me just get fighting. You know, so that happened. Awesome tag team match between SCU and FTR. Dope up match. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy, Jericho. The ending in the Judas effect was beautiful. Uh, the Butcher versus John, I ain't gonna do it. John Moxley was also a dope man. Uh, man, and uh, uh, Britt Baker, she's back in action, you know? Uh, dope and dope AEW Dynamite, man. Dope, dope, dope. Can't wait for next week's show. Got some cool lineups. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to take over uh, this Sunday, you guys, man. Oh, man. Been a crazy week, man. Been a really, really crazy, crazy week. But speaking of AEW, you guys, my man Eddie Torres, you guys, he made his AEW debut on AEW Dark on September 1st. He took on Sean Spears, you guys, which was an incredible matchup, man. If you haven't seen it, go check it out, you guys. But coming up in just a short little bit, my man Eddie Thomas, pro wrestler, 
will be here joining me to talk some pro wrestling on the podcast in just a bit, you guys. This contest is set for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Introducing first from Newark, New Jersey, weighing 243 pounds, Eddie Torres. Yo, you guys, man, like I was saying, my guest, you guys, is originally from Newark, New Jersey, but he's coming to us, you guys, today from Tampa, Florida, you guys. He's an independent pro wrestler. He's been in the game for 19 years strong, man, 19 years strong. Also, you guys, he's a first responder. Man, that's cool. We got to dive into that. We really got to dive into that, you guys, man. But he works for IPW Hardcore, for Impact Pro, DCCW, USWA, Thunder Championship Wrestling, American Combat Wrestling, and a few others, you guys. Like I was saying, he made his debut on AEW Dark, September 1st, you guys, man. My man, the authority, Eddie Torres. What's going on with you, buddy? Hey, it's going good. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. Doing wonderful. How's your day going? Hey, it's good. It's a good day. It's good. Good day. It's been chilly. Florida's getting a little colder. I like it. Okay. Okay. That's that's dope. That's dope, man. Um, for my listeners that are joining me here on the podcast this week, who uh, may not be familiar with you, can you um, introduce yourself and uh, tell them uh, a little bit of something about you? Well, like I said, I'm the authority Eddie Torres. I'm based out of Tampa, Florida. I've uh, been wrestling, going on 19 years, coming in two weeks. Um, a little bit about myself. I was trained by Steve Kern in uh, 2002 uh, in School of Hard Knocks. Um, been uh, traveling and wrestling since then. Um, seeing the rise and fall of many wrestling promotions and workers and had the privilege to be part of a lot of people's legacies and history. Um, uh, I'm a father, so, you know, I have a family, I have kids, you know, I take care of them first and foremost. I'm blessed, but uh, I'm even more blessed to still be part of the wrestling business and continue to uh, be a part of uh, the growth that is independent wrestling. Okay, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, you say you're a first responder. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because that seemed very, very interesting on the fact that um, what's going on right now um, in the world as far as the pandemic. Uh, it's uh, it's basically I work uh, for a uh, EMS company based out of uh, uh, Tampa called uh, AMR American Medical Response. Um, right now uh, I work uh, on a uh, 911 system assisting of um, local fire and um, hospital transfers uh, with the COVID-19 uh, protocols and pandemic that's happened. Um, uh, it's a massive amount of uh, high risk. Uh, situations with transports regarding like, you know, uh, patients and, you know, those who are ill or sick. Um, but uh, I'm privileged to work with a lot of great EMTs, paramedics, and um, personnel in the EMS field, officers, everybody. I mean, it's, it's stress strenuous having to deal with not just uh, uh, the fact of contracting it, um, but also the fact of also having to put yourself out there, having to protect yourself with PPE and the proper procedures and protocols that are in line for anyone in the EMS field. Um, but um, it's, uh, it's been a growth, it's been a change of, of you know, the way of people's lives, but um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a job and it's, someone has to do it and I'm proud to be part of it. Awesome, man, awesome. Uh, how have you been managing through the uh, pandemic um, as a first responder? Uh, you know, it's just been, um, just like I said, it's, it's our, my company does a great job of maintaining their, uh, directives and protocols, uh, being out on the field. It's just, you know, like I said, protecting myself, make sure I have little ones, make sure that I stay healthy and I stay away from any, uh, anybody that, you know, suspected of COVID, um, or anything like that. Nowadays we're living in a high, uh, anxiety is very high regarding what's going on with this, you know, with everything with COVID and just society in general. Um, but it's, uh, I've been handling pretty good. Like I said, I'm, I'm very uh, excited about being a part of this field. And um, it's, it's, I feel like I'm benefiting, um, you know, people's lives, you know, being able to help them out the best way I can with the education and the title that I hold. Uh, so, I mean, I've been doing very well. I mean, I'm privileged. I, well, the best thing about it is that, unfortunately, a lot of people have not been able to work. And with this field, I've been able to work. And that's first and foremost important. So um, I'm grateful for that. 
True, true, true. That's cool, man. Cool. Um, but I want to do some wrestling, man. You say you've been wrestling for 18 years in the wrestling business. I got to ask, man, how did wrestling find you? Oh, uh, wrestling found me actually in the form of a, an old friend of mine. And uh, when I first moved down from North to Tampa in the late 90s, I connected with some uh, local friends and um, who were doing like local backyard wrestling and stuff like that. And, and so the luck of the of the draw was one of my friends his dad was a, a former professional wrestler for many years uh he was a uh, frenchy martin he was the uh, manager of dino bravo um so uh by that that introduced me into the concept of ever entering the wrestling business and his dad helped train me and one or two other of my other friends including his son and um, that kind of opened the doors to having an opportunity to work for a very, very small local promotion. Then it was just off of the races. Cool, man. That's that's really awesome. Um, well, I was going to ask you how long you've been a pro wrestler, but obviously you said uh, 19 years. Um, so, who yeah. Some of, yeah uh, who are some of the um, greats or, you know, person, person or wrestling personnel that you have uh, had the time to get in the ring with? Oh, um, I've... I've, uh, I've always taken pride in not name dropping, <laughs> but uh, it's important. Like, but I think at this point in time, I'm I'm humble that I got to cross paths with a lot of greats. Um, when I first came around the business, um, there's a lot of Florida like local wrestling legends around. Those who've been around, a lot of guys who've done stuff in the early TNA days, um, NWA Florida day or the old NWA Florida days. Um, but um, when I was uh, attending current school, I got the opportunity to work with Macho Man prior to his death. Um, he had a, 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 actually was doing like a MachoMan.com thing for a while. And I had the opportunity to kind of be in the beginning of that in my early days, really early days. Um, I got to, you know, touch with Bam Bam Bigelow, one of my favorites. Um, he worked with us again, unfortunately, prior to his demise. Um, he worked with a local promotion, ACW, American Combat Wrestling, in his heyday. Um, and um, just, I mean, I got to work with Dilo Brown, who uh, had a match with him a few years back. Uh, and a lot of like young guys that started off then, Jesse Neal, um, Sam Shaw, um, there's a lot of people. Um, I mean, I could keep going down. I've been lucky enough that I've been that guy that's been around long enough to either meet guys on their path or when they started. And um, got to work with them and, and, and be a part of them. Roderick Strong was me and him. We kind of started at the same time at IPW. Um, guys like that, you know. So I've been I've been fortunate. Ooh, cool. Big fan of Roger Strong. Big, big fan of him. Um, you made your AEW uh, debut uh, last month, a month ago, September 1st, on AEW Dark uh, against Sean Spears. Um, I got to ask you, man, you know, how was the experience? And, you know, how, you know, how was it? Oh, AW is uh is doing some great things for, for the independent scene, including their own. They're they're giving a lot of guys opportunities that won't normally get opportunities, you know. Um, and and of all times, you know, uh, like I said, I've been doing. I'm going on 19 years. Um, it's it's what they're doing there, and the the company itself, Tony Khan, uh, you know, Cody, and and all the higher ups there. They're all doing some great things, and. Um, uh, my experience was 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 as you saw, was great. I mean, it was an opportunity to be part of the see the inner workings and see uh, AEW as a whole, and they 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 do it. They're doing it right, in my perspective. And again, I, I'm a small fish in a big ocean, but uh, it's also being humble enough to go in the locker room and got the opportunity to be a part of a lot of locker rooms and uh, see the, uh, the professionalism, the structuring, the uh, camaraderie. Um, working with Sean Spears, I've worked with Sean Spears years ago when he was before his NXT time when he was uh, not signed. Mm -hmm. So having the opportunity years later to kind of work with him in that stage at, at the level he's at was uh, was humbling and was an experience. And um, I'm looking forward to going back again. That's cool. That's cool, man. AEW has been doing it right and been doing some really, really cool things um, from your uh, short time there. Can't wait to see you back again. Uh, who do you feel has the most potential in AEW right now? Ooh, that's a good question. They have a lot of great talent. Um, there is a, honestly, there they have a lot of uh, young talent there that they're they're mixing with the with the veterans and a lot of the established names there. Uh, those who came, and that's the best part about that place is there's so many people there from everywhere 
that's been a part of all the main shows. I'm talking about WWE, New Japan, ECW days, TNA, everything. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, um, there's a young guy there, uh, uh, Serpenteco. He's a good worker. He's part of uh, a tag team right now. Um, He's a, a great worker there. Kylie King, she's doing good stuff there. I like her. She's a great okay. worker there. Um, I think that, uh, uh, like, I'm I'm a fan of also of, um, you know, um, FTR. I think that FTR, granted, they're FTR. Um, they they're 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 the epitome of what tag team should be, in my opinion. And I came up, you know, with the Brain Busters and, you know, the Heart Foundation. I I might. My work was always tagging prior to getting singles, so FTR is is well deserved. Um, they have a locker room of guys, man. That Sean Spears, another one that's a veteran of the game, and have an opportunity to work uh, and then be tied in with Tully Blanchard. It's it's a great mixture of young talent who have raw passion and and, and talent, but also you have the great aspect of the veterans there helping them and working with them together. You know, so. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. That's that's really dope. Um, I gotta ask you, man. Um, been in the game for a while. Um, what inspires you? You know, what inspires me. I see. What inspires me in the business is the fact that my wrestling has always been a a, a love of mine. You know, and I know people use love. It's, I've always enjoyed the. There's a competition part of wrestling. There's, I I look into like. Um, Guys like Mr. Perfect was another one of my favorites, and Bret Hart and those guys. When you re- they wrestled, you they 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 looked like they were competing to see who was the best, right? Yeah. Um. So, me being growing up and playing sports most of my life, it was always about competition. It was about you know, you know, growth and learning. Um. But uh, on top of that, a lot of young guys, it, it's the ability to work with some of the young talent nowadays. I've been in the independent scene for all these years, and I've got the opportunities here and there, but having to help take a young person, a young talent, come up and give him the ins and outs of what to do so I could be in the middle of where they need to go next, you know, and, and not just stop and be able to work with them and have a, a camaraderie and have that ability to have to have a great match with them. Um, I take pride in that. I take pride in being in my age of 39 years old and having to work with a guy who's 20 years younger than me and still have a great, great match. Um, that's, that just still drives me. And, and again, I, I feel the need to um, continue to prove to myself that I can still perform at a high level. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. Um, anybody in the business, uh, maybe younger or right now that you would like to work with? That you have it? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, there's um, there's uh, a few guys I would like to mix it up with. Uh, there's uh, one I would say um, a friend of mine that I've known for a while. He's a uh, Mecca Wolf, uh, 450. He's uh, he does a lot of independent. He works for Crash. Uh, I've never worked him. I like his work. I'm a fan of his work. Um, I'm also uh, uh, a fan of. Uh, David Ali is a young guy too. I like him. I see some of his work. I'm a fan of his work. Ray Fury, okay. so, uh, yeah, he's a good talent there. I like work. I would like to work Ray. Um, I'm all about working guys, man, that want to have the best match possible. It, it makes me excited. It makes me want to compete. Um, but those are name a few guys uh, that I would like to mix it up with. Um, Actually, another one I like to mix it up with, just to add in there, is uh, uh, Snoop Strikes. I think he, go, he used to go by Fakoto Brazil in uh, MLW. Okay. Um, yeah, he um, he's a young guy too. That uh, he's got a lot of springs and he's very talented. And um, there's just so many guys, man. I, I really put my my view on the independent scene, but those are the names of you guys. Okay, cool, cool. I'm really excited for uh, the return of MLW really, really soon. But you guys, man, I have my guy, Eddie Torres here, here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling, you guys. Uh, we're gonna take a quick, short break, and we'll be right back. We're gonna play a game with my man, Eddie, and uh, we're gonna talk some more wrestling here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. When it comes to growing your podcast, it's tough to know where to start. That's why Anchor gives podcasters the tools they need to make each episode better than the last. Now, Anchor Analytics includes new stats from Spotify to help you better understand who's listening and what they like about your show. With charts that let you see how far people are making it into each episode and where they're dropping off, 
you can plan your podcast around the content that performs best. Hover over to see how many people are tuning into specific segments and learn what hooks your audience by comparing the average listening time across multiple episodes. Using anonymized demographic data from Spotify, take a granular look at the age and gender of your listeners to start tailoring your content or targeting new audiences. Track analytics from multiple platforms and Spotify insights. Everything you need to grow your podcast all in one place with Anchor. Hey, you guys. Before we jump right back into the podcast, I want to tell you about listener support. Yo, listener support helps me out big time with the podcast as far as setting up equipment, getting guests, you name it, you guys, man. Support this podcast. Hit the link in the description, you guys. Yes, hit the link in the description. You can support this podcast with a small monthly subscription. Yeah, for real. 99 cent a month. $4.99 a month and $9.99 a month. Support this podcast, man. The 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. Click the link in the, de- in the description so I can keep making these podcasts for you. Yo, you guys, welcome back here to the 1130 Podcast Talk Pro Wrestling. I got my guy Eddie Torres here on Talk Pro Wrestling with me this week, man. We having fun talking some wrestling, man. Um, during the break, man, we were just chatting it out. Uh, you say you haven't been able to catch um, some of, you know, the later, latest WWE, but you are a big old school WWE fan. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking, it's the perfect Bam Bam Bigelow. Them guys are your all-time favorites. Can you tell me some, tell me some favorite about Bam Bam Bigelow, Mr. Perfect? Uh, I mean, I think the best thing about Mr. Perfect Kerr Henning is that uh, my favorite memory of him is always that, that vignette that he used to have uh, when they used to show like the little commercials of him always doing like the tennis yeah. thing and yeah. the basketball hitting those. <laughs> I so love that, man, because like, you know, as you fast forward now and you probably watch it, you see there's a lot of outtakes and a lot of practice, but then it was the most amazing. This guy, there was nothing he could not do, right? And um, the, the funniest thing I thought was the coolest thing was every time he spit his gum out and smacked it, I thought that was the coolest thing. I mean, I think I did it. <laughs> Growing up of Jersey, I started spit, smack. I never hit it, but <laughs> so I'm not Mr. Perfect, you know what I mean? But uh, I, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, he's from Asbury Park, New Jersey, right? So it's a Jersey okay. thing, I guess. Okay. And um, but growing in the, in the in that time in the '90s, I just thought he was cool with the flames, and he used to do like top rope. He was fast for his size. Um, he did the. Uh, you know the, the he did the whole cartwheel and everything like that and but ECW is what made me love him more because he became really the east you know the beast from the east like he the most what iconic ECW picture I think is when he put Taz through the mat you know what I mean okay. when he had him uh, yeah I do remember that oh, yeah oh man bro I mean listen I was watching it as a teenager watching it live like watching that and I'm like I'm like blown away I'm like this like you know granted fast forward we know how the business works now but then it was like the most amazing thing ever mm-hmm. um and and you know here he is walking out of that hole you know and uh that was it and um again those two were my favorites because of just how out there they were you know they were unique they stood out they were great i thought respectfully in their fields of wrestling you know kurt being a great storyteller ring technician and and just overall gimmick uh, and Bam Bam was just that equalizer. He was big to be like, he was a King Kong Bundy big, but he was still big enough to contend against guys like the Bret Hart's and Ray, you know, those kind of people, Shawn Michaels, things like that. So I always appreciated that. Okay, cool, cool, man. Uh, yeah, man, my favorite growing up, like I said a bunch of times here on the podcast, of course was The Rock growing up, man. And just as that moment with Bam Bam, you know, and Taz going through the hole and you had that reaction, man, I, I couldn't. The reaction I had when The Rock came back, or anytime I guess he came back, man, was just, I just woke everybody up. Like everybody came in the room and just knew, you know, it was something, so man. Yeah, it was your, your favorites and something else. Uh, but what do you think of today's WWE and uh, what's missing? I think, um, well, prior to, you know, COVID and now with the whole uh, Thunderdome, yeah. you know, them trying to work with that, I'm still a big believer in crowd. 
you know, like having the crowd, yeah. you know, you need the crowd, you know, that's just, you know, it's just, it doesn't, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of studio style work um, only because, you know, I'm all about the people on the first row, you know what I mean? Um, exactly. WB feeds off that. Um, so I think that's kind of dwindled it to me, like as far as like, I mean, they had them having to do a lot of like the vignettes and, you know, backstage stuff has helped a lot, but um, uh, so I don't know. I I I've, I kind of strayed away from it, like watching it, because uh, nothing's in like enticed me to watch it. Uh, and that being said, I, that's gonna go into the second question you asked me was um, is to is to be able to draw the the true climactic drawing. You know, what I mean, like what's really getting me into? I think the best thing that's happened so far in a long time is the Roman Reigns heel gimmick and him turning over heel and now having the Usos coming in playing the family blood feud issue and which opens up to so many major big possibilities which I'm sure you could speculate you know down the road who Roman Reigns could wrestle eventually considering exactly. it's a Samoan dynasty situation mm -hmm. um, that's a big thing so that's okay now there's a big marquee mar, you know marquee match possibly building up for Wrestlemania and that's what you want that whole year built up to something so amazing and I think that's what it is I think it's I'm not I'm not I'm not a writer I'm not, you know, professional writer or anything like that, but as a fan and as a performer, uh, as a professional wrestler, it's like, I'm all about, if I get that guy, that 200, 300,000, whatever amount of people are there to, to believe in what I'm doing. Exactly. That's, that's, and I did my job. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like wrestling's great, but if I could get them to believe it, then that's what matters. And I think people are like, oh, wrestling's, you know, fake, whatever, but it's only fake to your interpretation of what's fake. You know what I mean? We know it's fake, but it's, it's not really fake. It's it's and WWE is great about it. I mean, they're 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 where they are because of what they're doing. But I just if they hit if they really make this Roman Reigns gimmick go, then that's what's gonna sell me or those like me that wanna that would like to come back and be fans of the rest. You know, fan of it again. But um, the, the 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 just uh, they're lacking the very anti they're very anticlimactic. They need to be more climactic. You know. Okay. So, Okay. Um, before, you know, the uh, coronavirus, was you a fan of, you know, the product? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched it. I watched NXT mostly. I thought uh, Adam Cole was doing some great things. He's a great heel. Um, okay. And that whole, uh, just the whole buildup with everything going on. Um, I, I tried my best to stay in touch with it. Um, I try to watch what I can. Uh, but I was, yeah, I was a fan of uh, of watching the product, of all the products, AEW. I mean, I watched a lot of New Japan as well. Okay. Um, but um, what I could catch, you know, because, you know, it's not like you could watch it every Monday night or something. But I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wish it was. You know, I'll watch New Japan <laughs> every Monday night, you know what I mean, if it was on TV. <laughs> but it is what it is. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I think, like, WWE will get the swing of it eventually again once everything gets better, I hope, you know. Okay. Okay. So, what do you what do you kind of think of the w, the WWE Thunderdome? I think it's a cool concept. I know it's it's different. You know what I mean? It, and that's what's that's what you want, right? Like, they transitioned from having just certain people, which you know, half the time it was going to be like their own talent banging on those yeah. walls. Yeah. Now being fans and people via video chat like this, you know, and and it's it's. It's a Would good you, way to keep the fans involved because I mean, think about it. What what are they gaining from it? They're not selling tickets. They're not selling yeah. t-shirts or merchandising or anything. So they're really doing it for us or you and me. You know what I'm saying? So to be more involved, to kind of feel like we're there watching it. I mean, it's cool to sit there and watch it and you're actually watching them wrestle. You know, as a fan perspective. So that's cool. I like that. Um, Would you prefer? I, would you prefer the the banging? You know, on the wall. You know, the whole their own talent. No, I, I would rather have it on the dome. I would rather have okay. the TV. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it, and, and I, I, I'll be straight with you. you. Sometimes you see the same people. <laughs> <laughs> you run about that. You know, like, you know, like, this is yeah. the same guy the whole, like, next week, next week. I don't care how much you change their clothes. Yeah. It's the same person, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, and, and it, 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 it works for underground because underground is meant to be that gritty, you know, fight club-ish, you know. Okay. Jeff Jam Vendetta look kind of thing, as I call it, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, underground's different. If you see the same people, that's like a private club, right? Uh, yeah. You know, underground works like that, but uh, raw underground. But like on the mainstream, no, nah, I mean, I, I like the fact they change it up. 
and it was funny is like I think one time I saw online that there was a they, like two wrestlers, I think one time Omega was caught on there one time watching it. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty funny. And it was, and I think he wrote that. Oh, was, he just did it as a, like just to see if it worked, and it did. And there mm-hmm. he was, you know what I mean, on, <laughs> on the main screen. Someone took a picture of it on their TV, and he was there, just like in his living room or something, which is pretty funny, right? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's that's what that's what's cool about it, because now people are gonna watch it to see who's on those screens. Yeah, because right? this past because this past Monday on Raw, we I seen a clip of AEW. You know, somebody was streaming, you know, AEW uh, on the on the on one of the screens, and I looked up, I was like, ah, oh! you know, and they got took off real fast. So it's like, wow. that's great, that's great, <laughs> man. It, it, it's, it's cool, you know. I was a part of it at one time, you know, a couple of times. So you know, I think it's kind of like an hour duration, but you know, I sometimes I see. You know the right. You know the, the normal fans who actually be there. They be yeah. in it most. You know throughout the whole show. So yeah. you know it's 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 crazy though, man. It, yeah. it really is. But um, we gonna move on here on talk pro wrestling. Um, we gonna play a game. You you down to play a game? Let's go. Let's play. Okay. Uh, we gonna play a game of Are you a fan? Are you a fan? Or challenge you? Yeah, gonna challenge me. Okay. Here we go. Uh, and, and this is surrounding Mr. Perfect. This is a game of Mr. Perfect. So you're a fan? Let's see. Okay. All right. Let's call me out. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, to begin his wrestling career in 1908, what did Kurt Henning go by? Oof. What did he go by? I bow out immediately. You got to tell me that one. Oh. He went by Cool Kurt Henning. Cool Kurt Henning. Oh, in a- cool in Kurt AWA. Henning. Yes. AWA. Really? Okay. Cool Kurt Henning. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, for one. All right. Let's go. Which WWE Hall of Famer won tag team gold with Kurt Henning in AWA? Oh. Uh, Rick Martel? No, 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 no. I think you never try. You never try. Yes, yeah. Give me one more try. Give me one more try. <laughs> what AEW, what, what Hall of Famer won the AWA tag team titles with Kearney? Yes. Oh, man, I can see it in my head. Um, oof. Oh, man. No, it's not Shawn Michaels, is it? Mm, you no. close. You close. Oh, you close. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, give us some. Sky Hall. Sky Hall. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, how long? When, <laughs> when Mr. Perfect came to WWE, how long was he undefeated? How long was he undefeated? Man, you really got the the the, the trivia on this one. Um, when he first came to WWE, he was undefeated. Let me see. He wrestled. Oh my God! Is there a, is there a multiple choice? <laughs> okay, okay, I can I can I can, okay, I can give you a multiple choice. That, I think that's I think, yeah, I think that's better. Okay. All right, cool. Um, Thank um, you. How long was he undefeated? Was it a um, six months? Hmm. B one year. C two years. D for one day. Oh. I think he came, I think he was I want to say if I remember correctly I want to say he lost his first match. I want to say one day. One day? No. no I, I, I'm 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 indecisive with two of them. I'm going to say you know what I'm going to go with my gut feeling. Give me one second. <laughs> I'm going to go with 6 months. I'm going to go with 6 months. 6 months. Okay. Yeah. Uh when he came to WWE and 88 through 90 I believe it was, yeah he was undefeated for 2 years. Oh really? Yes. Really? When he wow. when he when he was under the Mr. Perfect persona. <laughs> I'm getting. You know what? I think I'm gonna just go. I just. I think I'm just gonna stick with Bam Bam as my favorite now. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. It's cool. It's All right. Cool. All right. Uh, wow. <laughs> which of the big four did Mr. Perfect make his pay per view debut? The big four. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like Macho Man, Hulk, and stuff like that. Uh, no. Uh, oh, it's not a big four, big four yeah, promotions? The big four, yeah, the, no, the big four pay-per-view in WWE okay. for his WrestleMania. Oh, okay, okay, WrestleMania. Okay. SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Ah, man, I think it was um, when he came in. I 
The big four is WrestleMania, War Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, correct? Yeah. Okay. I want to see Survivor Series. You got it. Boom. Oh, for three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's cool. It's cool. Yes. Uh, and, what, and what WrestleMania did Mr. Perfect return as special guest referee? Which WrestleMania? Oh. Special guest referee. I want to say, man, special guest referee. I want to say Flair was involved with that. Ah, oh, man. He came back. Like, he was gone. Oh, man. I don't know. Go ahead. Wrestle, Wrestle Evil, it was a WrestleMania 10. Okay. Who was in the match? No? Uh, I think it was. I'm going to get back on, on to it. Okay. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. WrestleMania 10. All right. Okay. Uh, who was Mr. Perfect last match with? Oh, his last match on, on TV? Well, it may not have been on TV because of the, uh, you know, his opponent. So it may not have been on TV, but do you, may have, do you know? I think the last, I know the last match he ever had was, I want to say it's here in Tampa. You know? I believe it was. Yeah, it was in Tampa. That's before he passed away, unfortunately. Um, I can't think of the person he wrestled at the time, but I know it happened. It was at the fairgrounds in Tampa was the last match he had, if I'm saying correctly. At least I know the location. I think I yes. know the location. Okay, you, you got it. I'm going to give you two. Okay. Well, again. who's he wrestle? Who's he wrestle? David Flair. David Flair. Okay. Oh, right. oh wow. David Flair. Yeah. David Flair. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, Who All did right. Mr. Perfect lose the AWA title to? Um, He lost the AWA. I swore, I swore it said his name. I think it said, was it Kurt? It was Rick Martell, wasn't it? No, Rick Martell, AW champion. No, he beat Vern. No, I'm gonna give you a hint. Can I give you a hint? Please do, please. He's the king. Oh, the Lawler. Yeah, he lost the belt to Lawler. Okay, yeah, yeah it was. Lawler. I'm trying to play it back to. I know Rick. Rick was the AWA champion. Vern's no, Vern's son never won, and perfect lost. Yes, you're right. Yes, Lawler. <laughs> yes. And the last one. Uh, who is Mr. Perfect's son? Oh, it's um, oh my God, it's um, he goes by so many names now. WB. Um, I know he was tagged with Bo Dallas for a while. Um, man, uh, Joe Henning, Curtis, Curtis Henning. Is it Curtis, Curtis Henning? Yes. It's not, it's not Joe Henning. By- he went by a couple of names, Michael McGill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He had like he, they gave him like seven names besides <laughs> ending, you know. Yeah. Like I think I think in FCW here in in Florida in Tampa, he was uh he went by Joe. I think he went by Joe Henning at FCW. Okay. And uh, I remember going there. This is when I was trying to go there, and I remember him there like because that was Ricky Steamboat's son was there for a while. Like they had all. I mean that place was saturated with second generation wrestlers. You know, Roman Reigns was there when he first started and. But uh, I remember Steamboat's son was there, Joe, uh, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., you know, and all those guys, man. It was like like a plethora of second-generation wrestlers. Okay. But I remember to him recently tagging with Bo Dallas. They were doing that tag team for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, he had Curtis, right? Curtis Yeah, Henning, he he had okay. a, whole lot of, a whole lot of potential, man. That poor, but yeah, that poor guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. The whole uh, – I don't know. But, uh, man yeah. – uh, Eddie, man, I appreciate you joining me here on the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. Before you go, man, any uh, shout-outs, man? Where can uh, we catch you at uh, wrestling, you know-wise? And you know where we can follow you. Uh, man, listen, I got my page on Facebook, my main Facebook page, The Authority Eddie Torres. Uh, a lot of my content's on there. Um, I've been, I'm, got currently new T-shirts on sale for fullygimmick.com. Uh, got cool design, got Halloween design coming with a zombie version of me. It's pretty cool. But um, currently, I haven't taken any bookings right now because of what's going on. But I have a book that's coming up in December, working with uh, DCCW out in uh, North Florida. I'm in talks with other shows um, that are, are promising that I might do some good stuff with the scene that I've been fortunate enough to be in touch with. And uh, like I said, you never know. You might see me in AEW again one day soon. Who knows? But uh I got my my, my uh, Instagram, which is uh, Eddie Torres, at Eddie Torres, um, and I, my Twitter. I've been trying to get that going. 
um, at Eddie Torres as well. And um, YouTube, I got some videos up on there. Up, up, I'm trying to update a lot of my old stuff from the last 18 years. Trying to put a lot of old things in there, kind of show how bad I was back in the day. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, please check out my page. And uh, again, it was, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Thank you very much. No problem, man. No problem. Anytime, anytime. Eddie Torres, once again, man, appreciate you joining me here on Talk Pro Wrestling. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Yo, Eddie Torres, man. I appreciate you, man. Stopping by here on the 1130 podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling, man. You was a great sport. Um, it was a fun playing. Uh, uh, are you a fan, man? Uh, you got some right, man. You got some wrong, but it's all cool, man. We win some, we lose some. But, uh, man, once again, it was a pleasure. It was an honor for you coming back here and uh, just chatting some wrestling, man. Uh, I find it so cool that, you know, you're a first responder also, man, and, you know, you a pro wrestler at night. <laughs> but, uh, man, awesome, man. I wish you uh, I wish you the best on your success in wrestling and in life, man. And once again, you get, once again, thank you for joining me here on the 1130 Podcast, man. Appreciate it, man. You guys, man, that's Eddie Torres, man. If you haven't seen this matchup on AEW Doc, man, go check it out, man. And, uh, hey, for real, man. Dope, dope. That was really, really cool, you guys. But, hey, you guys, man, don't forget to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Dre on wheels, you guys. Follow me on Instagram at the 1130 Podcast. Like the 1130 Podcast on Facebook. Also, you guys, man, subscribe to the 1130 Podcast on YouTube. You dig, man? And if you would like to be a guest here on the podcast, email me the 1130 Podcast at gmail.com. That's the 1130 Podcast at gmail.com, man. For real, man. So, uh, leave a five star rate, man. Leave a review. Subscribe to me on YouTube, man. Don't forget, new episodes of the 1130 Podcast comes out, my main regular podcast, each and every Tuesday, 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You dig, man? So that's going to be dope, man. I appreciate everybody for joining me here on the 1130 Podcast. You know, woke up listening to me on your way home. It's a good day. Thank God it's Friday, man. So, yo, it's your man Dre, a.k.a. Dre on Wheels. I'm out.